Welcome to the Memeing of Life with Shane O'Brien and Tommy Valentine, a podcast about memes, internet culture, and navigating the online hellscape. G'day, cunts, and welcome to the Memeing of Life. I'm Shane O, your bloody ripper host and guide through the bloody world wide web. And I'm Tomo, the true blue Aussie bloke here to give you a fair dinkum rundown on creating your own memos. That's right, so this Arvo, why don't you join us for a cold one and enjoy the show. Right, so today's episode is making your own meme. Yeah, I'm interested into like what that consists of, because is it is it something that's just, you know, it just happens accidentally? How many people deliberately make that stuff? I've got so many questions. Uh, actually, maybe just those two. <laughs> okay, it's going to be a short fucking episode. Um... Yeah, so making your own meme. Um, I'll be honest with you, the standards are not that high if you go looking for memes uh, from shitty little Instagram pages that just try and shill awful content for advertising money all the way through to Reddit, which just uh, uh, it's just not great. The standards have dropped quite a bit. But making your own meme is hard. Um, whether you're using a pre-existing format or you've decided to go it on your own and make something completely original. But there is obviously an art form to making good memes and Tom. We're going to figure out that formula. Okay. Well, I feel like... I, I mean, I guess you could just make a meme. Like, I could just fucking make a meme right now, but... You could... Making a good meme, right? It, that's exactly it. Making a good meme. Because making a meme... meme? Is that what we say? Yeah. Uh, we. Is that what we should say? Yeah. We'll start. We'll start doing that. A dank meme... It's a different kind of meme, really. Yeah. Dank memes from my kind of like experience tends to revolve around like more inside kind of jokes oh, and so references. A, a, a dank memes is a specific thing. It's not like, that's not like a ranking of memes. It, no, it, it, it's it not might, like a dank rank that you get. A, a dank rank. There you go. <laughs> Set myself up for that one. Wow. That's that's good actually. We can move on now. Yeah, I, I no. got somewhere with it. Was that what the whole thing was it for? Wasn't, it wasn't, but the... I arrived there and um, I'm glad that we got there. Yeah. Good, good. Um, yeah, so making a good meme, not just making a meme because, you know, anyone can do that, but making a good one, that's what's going to make you memorable for all of five minutes because this is the internet after all, you're not going to be remembered. Um, so I've taken the liberty of bullet pointing what I believe are the foundations for a good meme. Uh, let me know if you think I've missed anything and I'll completely ignore you because I'm all knowing. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. Um, so first of all, is the format good? So it seems obvious, but... As I said earlier, I'd really encourage you to go take a look at some meme subreddits and sort by new, mm-hmm. and you'll see what I mean. Because there is a lot of formats that straight up don't work. So when you're talking about formats, you, it might be like um, I don't know the that what, one where it's like a grid of four, and it's like oh, what your neighbour thinks, what your mum thinks, what I think, and what the reality is. Yeah, like, yeah. that's a format. Yeah. So format, it comes down to like, is the image good? Um, and you know, what kind of text you're having on it, what kind of like, what purpose does it serve kind of thing, you know? Um, so the second point I'd make is, is it culturally relevant? So a lot of memes find their success through playing on what the current cultural zeitgeist is. So obviously with Andrew Tate, uh, like a few weeks ago, that was pretty big. So Andrew Tate memes were kind of everywhere for a little right. bit. I mean, we just had four years of Trump memes, like like you wouldn't believe. There you go. Like the Trump memes, I honestly thought that was never going to go away. Like even after like he kind of come out of presidency. But, you know, they have started tapering off. Died down. I don't see much about it anymore. That's the thing. That's how, that's how the culture works. So, you know, is it culture relevant? So it's not unusual to find, um, like me, for instance, I find sometimes I actually get breaking news because I see so many memes about a topic 
like um, in in Ohio, they had that you know train crash. Yeah, you seen this? I only found out about it because there's so many memes about like trains crashing, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why are trains so hot right that's now? That's a really strange way to get news. Super that's, weird. That's yeah. a weird filter you're experiencing the world through. More specifically, it was a meme of um, it was a meme of George Bush. And it was sound like someone going, like, a second train has gone down in Ohio. And I was like, I don't understand that meme. What the fuck? The train? Googled it. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> a, a tragedy had happened, and I found out through a fucking George Bush meme. Wow. Um, that's such as my life. It's, it's all research now. Since the podcast became a thing, it's all research. So, you know, it's what it is. Bro, don't pretend it wasn't like this before. You've just got a label for it now. I said it is what it is, Okay. okay. Okay? It is what it is. You're right. You're dead right there. You said you wouldn't call me out on this. Okay? <laughs> okay, well, the, so the third one is, does it have a specific use? So obviously, you're going to know this. Good guy Greg for good people memes. Scumbag Steve for shit people. Boyfriend looking over shoulder for comparisons. Contemplating SpongeBob for anticipating negative events. Contemplating SpongeBob? It's just a meme of SpongeBob sitting in like a calf with his um, hands crossed with a cup of coffee in front of him. I've never seen that in my life. Of course you haven't. You touch grass. Fucking normie. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously a good, like, a thing that you can have in your meme that you create that's always going to be useful is having a specific purpose for it. Because then, you know, it's good to have an all-rounder meme, but if it has a specific purpose, people are likely to use it, whether they like it or not, because it becomes so culturally well-known that people will kind of just go, oh, it's that meme, you know? I saw a lot of people using, like... Um, scumbag steve memes and stuff way back in day who didn't really know what the fuck it meant but they just kind of attributed any shitty person in their life to that meme right so it works so you don't it makes people not have to understand it in order for them to use it yeah yeah um and the last point is most of all is it funny um feels like an important one i'd regard a good meme as something where the format itself without adding any words to it if the format i look at and go that's pretty funny that's good enough because then anything else you add to that's just going to be gravy you know mm-hmm. um so yeah so what i wanted to do is um if you want to go ahead and open the mysterious whatsapp oh is this the thing that you sent me this is the thing i sent you so i set up a whatsapp and i told tommy to not open it until the podcast well the name of the whatsapp group is do not open until and that's all i can see on my phone preview i'm a very direct person i don't mince my words do not open until Shane says to. <laughs> and I just cool. said to. And you just opened it. There nice. So here's some memes I found over the past few days. So take a little take a little look-see through those. These will all be uh, uh, visible on uh, the episode page on www.thememingof.life. Yeah. And honestly, jump over and check it out because this is the meme episode. So. Yeah, it's a great way to consume the episode because you can kind of see the more visual stuff like this. And also you can sign up to our newsletter to make sure you get notified as soon as an episode uh, gets published. Yeah. 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 So if you take a little look through those, you don't ponder them too hard, but give them a little uh, little gloss over. Do you and, need to read them out or anything? Um, you don't have to read them out. Because they're going to be there. Yeah, there's quite a few. So, you know, if you're listening, follow through. As Tom just said, you can find all of this stuff on the website. And uh, for this episode, that might be super fucking useful, actually. Um, so what I've done is i collected a few memes over the past few days. Some of them are um, highly upvoted ones from Reddit. Some of them are from shitty meme pages. And some of them are made myself. Um, oh, yeah. Really? I was going to ask you, so part of the thing, I was going to be like, oh, can you differentiate which memes I created compared to what people created? And I realized that's a stupid fucking idea of, you know, that makes no sense. So instead, what I'm going to do is I'm just showing Tommy these memes and then I'm going to ask him once he's finished going through them is what format do you think was best? 
So as you're going through these, Tom, I want you to kind of like take them in and kind of think which formats do you think are the most flexible and applicable? This is great. This this one, the uh, Zoolander one. <laughs> Big fan of that. Train derailments. So hot right now. <laughs> they kind of are. Um, yeah, I don't know where I oh, found that Oh, that's... One. Yeah, I like this one. Don't the Meaning of Life... It's two things I love. The Meaning of Life podcast and Starship Troopers. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really like Starship Trooper memes, if I'm being honest. There's, a, there's quite a few. Would you like to know more? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, so w- when I was doing research for this and I was trying to look up like which uh, which memes are like currently hot and which ones aren't, it's uh, I'll be honest, I went on the most upvoted of the past, I think, month on Reddit. And uh, it's not great. It's not great. I feel like the standards used to be a little bit higher for memes, but anybody who's familiar with this show will know that I tend to think that anything from back in the day was way better than it is now. But that's just me. Oh, you just found it. There's the... Yeah, you yeah, see it. That's, that's the SpongeBob. SpongeBob. That's right. the one. That that's does the look one. familiar. Does it? Yeah, I think it looks familiar. It looks familiar because yeah. everybody's probably seen it at some point, you know? Everybody's seen it at some point. You got your Wednesday Adams meme there. I haven't really watched the show, but I kind of like that. You got your, yeah, you got your agitate memes. Of course you have. You have to get a few of them in there. Um, yeah, you like that? That's one that I made. That Harry, did you really? I made that, yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm somewhat of a of a meme man. Meme man. That doesn't sound good. No. I don't like that. Don't ever, no. nobody call me meme man. I'm, I'm, I'm no, beyond I'm not going to edit that out either. I'm going to leave that in there. I might cut everything else and just leave that. The whole episode is me. I'm a meme man. <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah, so out of all those formats, is there any that kind of stood out to you and made you think, hmm, I could make a meme out of that? Because that's the whole point of this. I, w- I want to try and encourage well, people to go I out. Feel and- like, as we've learned over the last seven episodes prior to this one, yeah. um, I'm, I have a sheer natural talent for creating memes, I think. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I would, I would call it a gift, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like I could do anything with any of these is what I'm trying to get at you know what I, I'd agree with that actually I'd agree with that you've come so far from episode one I'd like to think that you know maybe you're maybe you're not quite the normie I thought he was um, but I, I really like this, the the uh, Zoolander one I think that's a really good format because I can like so I, get, I can I can hear the voice of it like yeah I can, yeah it, it, kind of the image i can hear what the text is saying because of the image looks so well um uh, i don't get the first one there's i think there's too much context behind it that i don't way have too much way too much the penguin that, one this is that was actually one of my examples of a bad meme so you had um it was socially awesome penguin which is the top one and then socially awkward penguin which was the bottom one and then people started merging them so in a way, it's actually kind of a good example of how two memes can become one. Um, but here's the thing. I think advice animal memes are kind of fucking stale. Right. They never used to be. But again, I was like 14, 15 when I enjoyed them. So <laughs> could be that they always sucked. And I'm just seeing how sucky they, they are now. But here's the thing. Is memes have evolved over time. Because of course they have. That's how everything works. It's a natural way of things. I actually... And you know what? I want to go on the record and say this, Tom. The record? There's a record? There is now. Consider it made and put me on it right now. Okay. I think that memes are probably better now than they ever have been. In terms of in terms of the memes that you can make. I'm not saying the actual market is good. Okay. But 
I'm really into a lot of the formats. Really into a lot of the formats that are, that have kind of sprung up recently. And the reason why I say that is um, I just feel like we need more flexibility. The internet's getting fucking weird, you know. And I've, that's one thing I do enjoy about it. So, like, here's like some of some of the newer formats that you know we're we're kind of looking at here is again. Starship, Starship Troopers, because it's always good. Uh, Princess Diana and the Wojak character from 4chan. Don't really know where that one came from, but I do enjoy it. Uh, you've got, uh, what's his name from Stranger Things? Will. Will don't, Byers. Don't watch it. That, whoa. Okay, that's for another time. You don't watch Stranger Things. Uh, we could get into it if you want. No, no, no I don't even want I watched want one it. episode. I thought it was derivative. Um, Giancarlos Esposito, me. Yeah. Good yeah. one. Good one. Be There's fair. also another one where he's wearing a suit and he's like, Basically, the whole meme is like, here's why I do thing. Here's why you do thing. We are not the same. And right. I think it's a really solid meme, if I'm being honest. Got your big brain, small brain format. So basically, what what, what like I'm pointing out and what you're seeing is that a lot of memes now, the reason why I like them is because you can tell people are straight up just paused the video at like a weird mm. time or tripped across an image and gone, that's now oh, a meme. That's a, yeah, whereas, yeah, like, whereas back in the day, everything had so much form to it that it never really felt organic. You Could know? anything be a meme? As in, could we just go out there right now, just find a random image and then turn it into a meme? You could. You could, yeah. I mean, as we said before, the whole um, the whole explanation of the meme... Sorry, I've just got a dog really trying to get on some right now. Um, yeah, the whole explanation of a meme is something that you can change slightly and pass on, right? Because we covered that. We covered that. It's in a whole last episode that we did. So you can take any image you want and turn it into a meme. Um, I'm going to challenge you right now, Shane. What? This is, I'm going off script in terms of the show oh. notes. Oh. Random image. Yeah. I'm going to go to images. Oh, man. And I'm going to scroll and. They really are random. Then I'm going to. Mm, is that Will Smith or Shrek? Uh, uh, wow. I'm going to stop at this image. Right. I want you to. So this image will be in the show notes. It's an image of. It's like a horse looking down at a camera mm-hmm. um, and it's got like just a cloudy sort of overcast sky behind it and it's at a weird angle where the horse's head and face looks really weird. What um, what meme format would you would you make from, from this? What would I make from that? I mean, it's, it's really in the deep end because it's just a horse looking down. But my natural response would be to nat- like try and make jokes about short people. So it'd be like me looking down on, you know, that kind of thing. So it'd be like, you know, me looking down on the average RuneScape enjoyer or something like that. But here's the thing is that your question was, can you make a meme out of anything? My answer was yes. Mm -hmm. Had your question been, can you make a good meme out of anything? (laughs) My answer would have been maybe, not me. But this is the thing. That's a random image of a horse looking down at the ground. You could turn that into something if you wanted to. I feel the real key comes from cultural context. So at the moment, if you used to look for pretty much any image you could find of Elon Musk, that could be turned into a meme purely because there is so much going on right now with Elon. With you know, you see about what he did with the employee. Oh yeah, the disabled employee. There. Because that's such a big thing right now. If you're looking to be successful, uh, and by that I mean get validation from people online, if you equate that to success. Um, then yeah, post an Elon memes in any shape or form. They wouldn't have to be good. You just post them. If you can get an image of him looking stupid, that's going to get you bonus points. But the point being is that I think one of the most important things for creating a meme is doing something that is directly connected to something that's happening right now. 
because that's kind of what meme culture is, right? It's a very disposable, single-use kind of kind of culture. Yeah. So it's all about what's hot right now, and you know what could you make out of it? So anyone anyone can make a meme with following like some of those basic elements of you know maybe they can make something funny or you know they can find an image that would make a good format. But really, unless they tick all three, it's not going to be a good meme because it's it needs that cultural zeitgeist big relevance. Time. Big know. time, big time. It's a huge part of it. I mean, as I said before, with Andrew Tate memes, like before, they would have been kind of funny. But people ripping on him in the format, like in, in terms of like using memes to talk shit about him, it's kind of fucking funny because it's like a, it, it's got like a higher troll factor. So it's kind of you're talking shit with the intention of spreading it, you know? So you want more people to see it. Would you say memes have... And I know these things still exist, but would you say memes have overtaken the role of political cartoons? 100%. You know, like in newspapers? 100%. Like those satirical... Well, well, this is the thing. It's something that I was actually going to mention now is that there is actually eras in terms of memes that a lot of people don't know. So what I mean by that is... So, for instance, 1995 to 2004... Is what is what's known as the experimental era for memes. <laughs> so you know your dancing baby, your um, all your base are belong to us, that kind of stuff. You yeah, refer to-, to episode two of the Meaning of Life, the yeah. history of memes for more. Exactly, perfect. Um, and then you move on to 2004, 2009. You've got the classic era. You've got your Chuck Norris. You've got your salad fingers. You've got your chocolate rain. You know, you've got your keyboard cat. All the kind of staples. Nice. 2009, 2013 is kind of what you was talking about. It's the rage comic era. So right. if you remember Rage Comics, it's, it's where the troll face comes from, which is probably like one of the okay. biggest things that come out of it. Um, Rage Comics, for anyone doesn't know, were comics that followed um, the same group of characters or had different purposes. Um, it was essentially just web comics, just poorly drawn, um, and they spread like fucking wildfire. And then you've got probably my favourite era, which is the 2013 to 2017 dank era. This is oh, this okay. is your this is your like your MLG hit markers on the screen, cans of Mountain Dew flying around kind of era. The reason why I like that so much is I think it's just I was the perfect age group, mm. if I'm being completely honest. I think I was just at that kind of age where it all made sense. 2017 to 2020, you got your surreal era. Okay. Um, so this is like your deep fried memes, obviously your surrealist kind of memes. Um, you got your like the a really big one for a while was Farquad, um, Knuckles, and Knuckles as well from um, This Is the Way. You remember that? No. So Ugandan Knuckles. So on um, on VR chat there was a character who um, the VR character was Knuckles, and I was speaking with a Ugandan accent for some reason, and okay. um, the whole meme was him just saying like you know. Um, let me show you that way. This is that way. You see it and you go, okay, that's kind of funny. It was a fucking sensation. Really? Yeah, it was like, it was circulated way more than you'd think. That little character there, see? Never heard of it in my life. You wouldn't have, because as I mentioned before, you touch grass. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you've got your 2020 to present, which I would say is probably the fucking weakest era of memes. Oh, really? The one we're currently in, the post-irony era. And do you know why post-irony sucks? Because it just fucking does, okay? Because there, there is, there's nothing... Solid explanation. No, honestly... It fucking sucks, bro. There's nothing notable from, like, this era of memes. There's no characters or templates that you go, I know that one. It's maybe, all single use. Maybe this horse meme's going to be it. If it is, I'm going to swear off of memes. <laughs> You're going to quit memes? Because that fucking sucks, yeah. Like, I, I draw the line there. Um, but yeah, so... 
How do you make a meme? How do you make an effective meme? I would personally say if you're not going to use an existing format, find a video um, of some weird topic. Just keep pausing at random frames. The moment you find somebody looking a little bit out of whack, you take that, you screen grab it, you put some text on it, you run away with it. If you're looking for successful memes, always make sure, keep with what's current. Um, but, 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 talking about post irony, okay? Talking about the current era of memes, let's move ourselves on a little bit and let's move on to still learning. Woohoo! Okay, enthusiastic. You could do a little bit more enthusiasm, but it's okay, I'll let it pass. I'll fix it in post. <laughs> I probably won't. That's your answer to everything. Live in the now. It's not all about posts and pre's, okay? It's about now. It's about the present. Um, yeah, so as we're talking about meme formats, specifically post-irony, there is one meme from the post-irony era that I do kind of enjoy, if I'm being honest. Um, so what we're going to talk about in Still Learning is... Yeah, I'm sure you've heard of Chad. Yeah? Anyone who listens to the Chad, pod? Chad is the opposite of a incel or the enemy of an incel. Ah, yes. Spot on. So Chad is often perceived as the enemy of the incel and the guy who's going to take Stacey and, you know, he's going to wedgie you and make you look like a bitch. Right. But there is a strange part of the culture in which Chad is almost like a hero figure. Oh, you know, they want to be Chad. Exactly. Almost like, yeah, they hate themselves so much they want to become the bully, right, kind of thing. Yeah. It's very psychological, but I'm not going to delve into it because I'm just not qualified enough to talk about that. But we've all heard about Chad, and if you listen to this podcast and you haven't heard of Chad, then you've been skipping episodes, you motherfucker. Go back and listen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm sure we've all heard of him. Um, so here's the thing. What have I told you of Giga Chad? Giga Chad. You fucking heard me right. Giga Chad. As in like gigabyte? Uh, no, more like as in the chadliest of them all. Okay. okay? I apologize. Like like Chad squared. There you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you've likely seen a meme crop up here and there of, um, you know, it's usually meme compilations and like Instagram pages of like this really good looking guy. It's grayed out, sepia tone, a guy with a really good fucking jawline. I think you're talking See? about my Instagram page there, Shane. Well, hey. yeah, fuck it. you know what? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about that. Um, yeah, so Giga Chad, um, I'm going to show an example of that. That was the dog. I assure you we're both okay. Are you okay, Tom? I'm fine. Okay, we're both okay. Um, so what I'm talking about is a, you know, Giga Chad. Giga Chad, or Ernest Kalamov, as is known IRL, is a real man and he's a man who looks like a sentient jawline chiseled its interpretation of god out of marble let me show you a picture of sweet young innocent Ernest. and what i mean by that is this guy is the embodiment of chadliness so that's Ernest kalamov okay, okay. um if you can go ahead tom pull up a picture if you could type in giga chad for me right so this is great because Tommy actually has no idea what the, what a Giga Chad is. So we're about to find out together. That image there, yeah. Oh right. Okay. So when I saw this, I thought there's no way that's a real person, and you can see why I'd say that, right? Yeah. Because it's like look that that chin and that jaw is fucking real. Wow. So Giga Chad um, is basically it's an internet meme in which. Um, he's like the, the king of all chads. So here's a little bit of a background for him. Um, so Kalimov, 
was adopted as 4chan's GigaChad, the perfect human specimen destined to lead us against the reptilians. That's a quote. <laughs> what? You heard me. That's a quote. So he was um, championed as, you know, now known as GigaChad way back in 2017 on the poll board and has since enjoyed somewhat of a medium level of fame. But with bro culture seemingly bubbling back up and manfluencers causing a stir, Kalimov's nearly impossible chin has resurfaced to poke fun at all the soy boys and reaffirm itself as the Sigma meme until we get bored and move on to something else. But what took me aback, and obviously these are going to be in the show notes as well, and you can follow along at home. Go ahead, Google it. Um, so obviously the GigaChad image that we've seen or that you're about to find on Google or on our show notes, it's obviously a little bit photoshopped. But the thing that really caught me out is that it's nowhere near as photoshopped as you think it is. Ernest Kalimov is a real person. He is a model who has a jaw. It's just, I can't get over it. The guy has like a fucking eight pack going on. He's got veins on his veins. He's got muscles on his muscles. And to top it all off, he is worshipped by a bunch of people that look absolutely fucking nothing like that. But the thing that I like the most about Giga Chad, the thing I like the most about him is that he's become almost like a symbol of like where our culture is at right now. Because what you have is a bunch of sweaty virgins who have terrible views on the world and people and you know women and pretty much every group that go you know that you can think of. And they worship this guy who is actually quite lovely. Um is he, he? he made an Instagram post and he was like, I don't understand why you people are obsessed with me. I don't really do a lot. I don't like he's just a really like <laughs> just normal kind of guy and he just really doesn't fucking understand why everybody's all about him. And, you know, I feel bad for him because in a way, when he Googled his own name, he probably saw like a lot of fucked up shit that come up. I mean, as we're looking at right now, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, see, just like that. Don't know what that is. That's Giga Chad, but if it was one of the face splitter things from Blade. Um, but yeah, so Ernest Kalimov. Um, that's still learning. I'm aware that it's not like a mind-blowing one, but honestly, if you don't know who this guy is, Googling, because the whole thing that made me want to write this was that I did not think that was a real person. I just thought it was AI-generated. Didn't think it was real. <laughs> made me feel worse about myself, knowing that he is real, um, because that... I mean, he he is a giga-chad, right? Yeah, that's I mean... A, that's a term that I'd well, attribute to him. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. He will crush your fucking eyes, <laughs> and he'll behold them... Wherever he wants, okay? <laughs> he's a giga chad. Um, but yeah, so he's a really big meme right now. Um, if you haven't heard of giga chad, go ahead, Google it. Have a little look around, but, you know, do it at your own risk because the people associated with him, not great. Not great. Tom, I have a question for you. Oh, is it going to lead to a segue to the next part of the show? Should it? <laughs> I don't know. Should I not have answered your question with a question? Yes. Then you shouldn't have. No. Okay. Well, the question I have for you is what has um, one working wheel doesn't steer properly? One working wheel doesn't steer properly. Uh, I don't know. A really shitty segue. It's time for me more dream. Um, so, <laughs> so <laughs> um, yeah. Hell. So for. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm out no, here. No, you're not. Though. That's, that's, like, that is the worst part, is that you are not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm proud of myself. For some weird reason, I'm really proud of myself. It did kind of hit that so bad, it's good soft spot. That's what I was hoping for. That's what I was hoping for. Usually with me, it's just like, it's so bad, it's bad. But, you know, you win some, you lose some. 
So, are you ready for me more dream, you motherfucker? I'm so ready. Yeah? Okay. I'm sorry I called you that, by the way. I'm just high energy right now. I can't help it. No, I get, I get it. So, this week, we actually have a real doozy that was actually suggested by a fan of the pod. Oh, How no about that? So, they're familiar with the format. Um, and they made the suggestion. And I thought, you know what? I really fucking like that, actually. So, Tom... Relax yourself, take a breath, clear your mind, clear the palate, just really... Okay. okay. The meme or dream for this week is five out of seven. Five out of seven? Five out of seven. Five out of seven. That, out that's... Of seven. Um, okay. Does that do anything for you? Is there anything coming to your mind? Uh, you- I don't know, so I'm guessing either way. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not like, a, oh yeah, I've heard of that. So there's no instance of that. That doesn't mean it's not real, because as we all know, I touch grass. You do touch grass. Um, you, you wouldn't know, to be fair. Yeah. Not a lot, though, if I'm honest. No. I'm not I'm not like... You seem like the type of person... I have hay fever. You like... seem, yeah, I was say, you seem like you break out if you touch grass. Like, <laughs> yeah. I could see that. Even though I didn't know you, I could see that. But, you know. You... Thanks, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Five out of seven. Okay, so this is a real meme. So it's not a dream. Okay. What five out of seven means is it's just a common expression for um, this thing, like happens a lot so it's like oh yeah that's like a five out of seven it happens to more people than not like you think it's rare but it's actually a five out of seven i actually quite like that yeah you got any anywhere else you think that could go um i know did i explain that right did that make sense to you no like, it made sense it made yeah, sense yeah. to me yeah it's like it's like someone's asking something like oh yeah. am i blah 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 and it's like bro that's a five out of seven it's- you know five out of seven people experience that yeah you're not special then I put a bit of a nasty twist on it, but you know. So you really like fucking intently looked <laughs> at me and you said that. Special. Like, I never said I was, but now now I definitely don't. Five think out of seven people experience that, Shane. You're not special. Fuck. Okay. Dude, this is like getting heavy. <laughs> um so is, is that you're, you're gonna lock it in. So you believe it's a real meme, and that is what you believe it means. Yes. Okay. Five out of seven. Is it real? Is it a meme? Is it a dream? It's a meme. Yes. It's I'll get a, a point, meme. Even though I'm probably wrong about what it actually is. You can have a point because you got it right. And I'll be honest with you. It's you been was, a while. You was never going to get what this is about. Oh, really? Yeah. But it is actually linked to one of the films I associate with you. Oh. Which is Fight Club. Okay. Fight Club. Oh, okay. This is why Oh, I, is this rule five out of seven? Is that what it's going to be? So, exactly that. How long has it been since you heard of five out of seven? Uh, I'm trying to think of what the rules are. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Oh, sorry. No, it's not that. Oh, okay. I thought it meant something else. I was, I was literally so impressed just then. I was like, fuck, you know about... Fu-? Okay, so let me just explain it to you without further ado. Okay, so where does it come from? So on December 6th, 2015, a user called Fresh Prince of Denmark posted a series of Facebook screenshots in which a user named Robert Graves mocks various people in status update posts. One screenshot contained a post by the user Brendan Sullivan, who gave the film Fight Club a rating of 5 out of 7. I've seen this. I've seen this. There you go. I know this. There you go. So for every listener at home, it's a Facebook post by a user, Brendan Sullivan, um, who put five, uh, Fight Club, 5 out of 7 movie. <clears throat> Robert Graves comments saying, 5 out of 7, I must say, this is a grading scale like none I've ever seen before. 
Brendan sh uh, shoots back. Shut the fuck up, Rob. I like the movie. I thought it was dark and mysterious. Almost as good as The Dark Knight. So this goes on and on and on. But what happens is that Robert Graves proceeds to follow Brendan Sullivan to many different Facebook posts. <clears throat> and whenever he gets the opportunity, he jumps in there and throws in a comment relating to five out of seven. Um, so I'm just going to send some over to you now, Tom, so you got them. Um, but yeah, so <clears throat> another example would be Brendan Sullivan made a post afterwards saying five days until Krampus comes out. I'm excited to see this one. Robert Graves says, so a week? <laughs> I fucking hate you. And um, I saw it as well. Uh, he commented on a uh, a little a little girl's birthday uh, post by posted by the mum, and he said, "Oh, she's turning um, five. And the guy, and then the other guy jumped on and was like, five, seven. What's the difference?" He fucking followed him around like he straight up shadowed this guy and never let him forget that he had a weird rating system. But here's the thing, Tom, you're a movie guy. Five out of seven. What? Is that something you've ever seen before? Is there significance that maybe I don't understand? No, there's, there's no significance to that. It's got to be like a weird mistake or something. I can't get my head around but it. But he really sticks to there it. There are some interesting things. So a lot that, that there is no like universal scoring method. Some people will use stars, which is typically five, one star, two yeah. star, three star, Makes four sense. star, five with half Makes variations, sense. three and a half stars. Some people use 10, but then some people go into, you know, just solid numbers. Some people have decimal points. Some people use the out of 100 rating, but I guess that was kind of made popular by Rotten Tomatoes being a percentage aggregator. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one that always bothered me was Roger Ebert using uh, out of four. Just never sat right with me. You can sit in the fence too much. I think we spoke about this before. The reason why I actually do like odd number ratings and the reason why it forces you to choose, ultimately, was it good or bad? <laughs> yeah. Because out of seven, a three... Yeah, you must always below average. Four, you must always above average. You don't get to do the whole like, yeah, you know, when people do the whole three out of five thing. Or, like, yeah, five out. Of, like, I just think, oh fuck off. Or when you get two in, you know, with like, oh, I thought it was like a three point seven two. It's like, bro, like, Dude. why you're not scoring a boxing fight? Like, yeah, what I are hate you doing? That. Like, that, that's just for people that really can't make a decision. I think. Also, you don't need to score films. You can just either enjoy them or not. Unless you're a composer, then you should score films. It's your job. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a dumb joke. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. it was... <laughs> oh Thanks god! So. Had a second wave. Had a second wave that hit me. I wasn't expecting that. Um, but yeah, so uh, that was suggested by a listener of the pod, Ben. Ben, you fucking legend. Good on you. Really good fucking shit. I can't remember the last time I'd heard of that meme. When he suggested it, I was like five out of seven. And as soon as I literally as you did, as soon as I saw it, I was like. I know exactly what yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was so fucking long ago. So long ago. Um, obviously, yeah, people started taking the piss and people edited the Fight Club ratings on IMDb to show five out of seven. And the whole joke went out of hand. But here's the thing. It's the internet. Any little thing can become a big thing and every big thing can also become a little thing. It's a world of things. Isn't it just, Tom? That's just. Just so. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> Um, yeah, so five out of seven. If you don't know the meme, now you do. If you did know about it, fucking good for you. Leave the house more, fucking dick. Um, yeah, so this week, Tom, I wonder what the algorithm has said. Mine's so bad this week. You I, say this every week. No, no, last week I said it was a good one. Yeah, actually, and it was really fucking was good, good, actually. Okay. Did you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I, I'll go first just because there's no way we can end on mine because it's so bad. Really? 
Is it that it's bad? Just, it, it's just that. Okay. Are you, um, wait, wait. Don't don't give a poor product to these people. Okay. I'm gonna. Because no, I, right, the other room served this to me, so now you all have to suffer. That's, that's, that's how it works. Sometimes it rewards me, sometimes it punishes me, and I'm going to share that with you. <laughs> Trickle um, down me monarchs, me monarchs. So uh, it's, it's an interesting one. So I guess this time of year, um, for those that don't know, I'm a, I'm a massive uh, film fan, and at this time of year, it's like award season. So there's a lot of award stuff going on. You know, when you have uh, all the guild awards. You have the, the BAFTAs and then the finale is the Oscars, which is coming up this Sunday. I want so, to see you make some memes, by the way. So, I've, yeah? Yeah. What, some Oscars memes? Yeah, just screenshots, like original memes. Completely original. Wow, maybe. Fuck it, why not? Do some meme in a life. Uh, you know, I usually get really drunk when I watch the Oscars. So. Even better. Okay. Even right. better. That's the challenge. Yeah, I'll do probably it. forget, but do tune it. in next week for that not happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, anyway, I, I read a lot about, you know, speculation of, you, you know, what what's happening around that i'm not into the whole like oh who's wearing who on the red carpet like that's not me hey, you're, you're a fucking nerd of course you don't care about yeah like, I'm, I'm, I'm more into like you know oh, okay who's the front runner for this category and that category blah 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 um so anyway i guess the algorithm's seen that this is a long way of getting to this point yeah um but there's maybe something broken along the way because it served <laughs> me some really trashy article so this is an article this week okay um last week was uh grilled cheeses right uh, the, no, that was the week before last was week. Cheese. Last week was that uh, TikTok video. Oh, yes. The second <gasps> tower. I forgot about that. That's so good. That was so fucking good. You, mate, you've been on the run for two weeks now, actually. Yeah, okay. that runs over. We're about to lose it. Um, okay, it's so fun. this um, <laughs> Don't be ashamed. This Come article on. is called Jennifer Aniston ate this salad every day for 10 years. Here's the recipe. Okay, you should be a little bit ashamed. You should be a little bit ashamed. <laughs> that actually wasn't the headline that I clicked on. That was the, the headline that was on the thing. I can't see the original Jennifer one Aniston's now. Jennifer Aniston's looking good though, right? <laughs> Dude, don't don't buy into this hey, into this world. Hey man, you're hey you're the one who fucking pulled this up. This is what the internet thinks you want to see. Okay, and it's like tarnishing me with that brush. <laughs> Oh, I think it was this one that Jennifer Aniston's famous salad recipe has gone viral again. <laughs> that was the headline that I saw. Wow. Um, okay. So it claims that this salad recipe will revolutionise your work week. It gets bolder every time. It probably won't though, will it? Um, <laughs> it probably won't. What website's this? Who's this? This is Katie Couric Media. Okay, Katie Couric, get a real fucking job. Okay, uh, straight away, get a real job. Says the guy on the podcast. Uh, I'm going to give you just like a couple of paragraphs of this. Okay. Um, Jennifer Aniston has always been known for her commitment to a healthy lifestyle. It shows. But it wasn't quite clear just how committed she was to one healthy recipe in particular until co-star and good friend Courtney Cox spilled the beans. I guess it's a bean salad. Just like straight away. I, I hate you. I hate straight, straight away like off the bat. Like, can I just say, who the fuck asked? Like, who asked? Apparently, uh, the Los Angeles Times. So in an interview with the Los Angeles Times, Cox shared some details about what it was like to spend a decade on the set of Friends. And if fans of the show couldn't get any more envious of how close the co-stars are, this detail will send you over the edge. Oh my God. Ready? It's so intense. Cox, Aniston and Lisa Kudrow ate lunch together every day. On the same set when they was on the same show? <laughs> no fucking that? way. Can you believe Spill that? the beans, Cox. And what's more... So you think that's crazy? Okay, I'm, I can't take anymore. <laughs> and what's more, they actually ate the same salad every single day. Oh. It's almost as if there was one craft services stand. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what is this shit? Honestly, is this journalism? 
<laughs> oh, hang on. It was a recipe that Aniston had come up with. One that put a hearty Mediterranean spin on a classic salad and uh, the, that you know and hopefully love. Fuck I don't off. Know. Fuck off, okay? I'm pretty sure our fan base doesn't care about salads because I know that I don't. And as a, as, a, as a growing meme man, you can't be eating fucking rabbit greens, okay? Where's the chicken tendies for my good boys out there? Fucking salads. Well, Shane, if you actually want to get technical about it, as this article goes on... <laughs> technical about salad. Aniston salad is, pr- is a pretty far cry from a cob. <laughs> you won't find any meat, eggs, or avocado here. Still, its charm comes from the ease of assembly. It's a salad! They're all and easy to assemble. from the citrus and herbs that give it the ultra-fresh tang. Plus... We bet it travels pretty well what? for anyone looking for a no-fuss-on-the-go lunch. Tom, why am I getting angry? Why am I getting... I'm so angry right now. Want to whip up this magical dish for yourself? Sure. Luckily, it couldn't be simpler. Good, because the simple. New York Post. Why, why is the New York Post <laughs> posting about Jennifer Aniston's fucking salad? Why is so many high-end... You're not going to win a Pulitzer Prize for that shit. There's so many like high-end publications getting involved here on Aniston's salad. Go on, then break it to me. What's in the salad? It better be... Stuff that I can't find in a local supermarket, otherwise it's been a waste of everyone's fucking time. So then there's a recipe after that, which is literally a list of about 12 ingredients. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to close my eyes. You read them out to me. I'm going to... Well, and then the method is um, the simplest part of the recipe, which is just... Then just toss the ingredients together until they're mixed to your liking. (laughs) We know how salad works. What's in it? Um, Three and a half cups of cooked bowl... Bolger wheat? Never heard of it. Two to three chopped small cucumbers. Now we're cooking. Uh, half a cup of chopped parsley. I know what that is. Half a cup of chopped mint. Also know what that is. A third a cup. A third cup chopped red onion. I've eaten one of those. Half a cup of chopped pistachios. In this economy? <laughs> one 15 ounce can of chickpeas, drained and rinsed. Do love a chickpea. Uh, juice of one lemon. Okay. A quarter cup of extra virgin olive oil. Okay, the special ingredients coming up. Salt and pepper. Yeah. Half a cup of crumbled feta. And? And then just toss the ingredients together until they're mixed into your you liking. You have got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah, dude, there's a whole article about this. You have Based got on to an be- interview in fucking Los Angeles Times and uh, a further interview in the New York Post. You know, sometimes I sit there and I think, is it weird that I take memes so seriously? And like the, taking their culture seriously. And then I realised that there's journalism like this. And it makes me feel completely fucking validated. How do you feel about the fact that we probably spent about 10 minutes talking about it? It makes me feel like we're very good at improv. <laughs> because we did just spend 10 minutes talking about fucking... It's not even a fucking special salad. That's actually... I don't think that's good at improv. I think that's bad at improv. <laughs> just read an article about Jennifer Aniston's salad for 10 minutes. But guys, you let us know um, if this salad recipe has revolutionised your work week because I'm really keen to hear it. Hey, like it's the same one that Aniston Cox and Kudrow ate every fucking day on the set of Friends. So if you don't like it, maybe that's more of a problem with you. Jesus. Okay, yeah, the algorithm really fucking shorted you out this week. It just didn't try, did it? Yeah, I don't know why I got celebrity gossip like that. But then again, I, uh, I did actually click it. But again, for, the, for this podcast, <laughs> you fed into all it. I'm saying is now the algorithm is yeah. going to be we're, serving me up more yeah. more celebrity recipes. We're perpetuating it. We're just making it worse. Yeah. Hey, we're making it better in many ways. Okay, so that's your algorithm for this week. My algorithm... I'm sorry. Um, 
Last time you said that, I said, don't ever apologize. I was wrong. <laughs> you, you absolutely should apologize. Um, yeah, so my rhythm this week was actually quite informative. Um, it's a channel that I was aware of quite some time ago. Um, sadly, never subscribed to him. Um, if he ever does find himself listening to this, I'm sorry. Um, so I got hold of a little YouTube channel um, with a guy called Eddie Burback. Ever heard of him? I haven't. Um, yeah, so sorry to do this to you, Eddie, if this ever finds its way back to you. He's friends with Gus Johnson. Uh, Gus Johnson was quite a prominent... Uh, he did a lot of like sketches and stuff on Facebook. Uh, does a lot of stuff on YouTube now. One of those faces where you go, I don't know who Gus Johnson is, and you'll see his face and go, oh, I know that guy. Eddie Burback's his friend. Um, so more specifically, it wasn't just the channel that I found of Eddie's. Uh, it was a video called The Deceptive World of Ghost Kitchen. So obviously this is going to be in the show notes. Um, go over, watch the video, show Eddie Burback some love. Really good content creator. Um, just makes consistently good shit. Um, but this one in particular was fucking amazing it's like a 40 minute video and i very rarely sit down for like 40 minutes and watch the whole shebang but i did with this one um so what do you know about ghost kitchens tom you ever heard of a ghost kitchen never right neither had i until i watched this so what happens is in a nutshell i don't want to ruin the video for those who watch it in a nutshell um corporations like mcdonald's wendy's kfc burger king all that kind of stuff basically there's a thing called ghost kitchens where franchise owners can all set up and it's this big building that has loads of restaurant kitchens in it all the kitchens are identical they all look exactly the same there's like 20 of them 20 30 of them sometimes and all you have to do is like chip into the franchise and then uh like say mcdonald's or like burger king they will send their products to you to make their food in these ghost kitchens what that means is that a lot of the menu items are exactly the same so when you think you're paying premium for wendy's you're actually getting the exact same burger that another company sells for less money. Wow. Because all these kitchens share one massive unit. It's kind of like, uh, there's a person on Fat Pizza. You know Fat Pizza? Like, right, yeah. Didn't have a shop front. Didn't have a restaurant. You couldn't go in. All you could do was order it and have it delivered to you because it was a ghost kitchen. And the whole concept is fucking mind-blowing. So like, what he does in this video is that he orders, uh, at one point, there's like nine different restaurants that all do the same fish burger, right? orders from each restaurant goes to one place picks up all nine orders from nine different restaurants they are exactly the fucking same burger with different price points and slightly different descriptions wow and it's really fucking common and actually one of the bigger ones mr beast burger operates exclusively as a ghost kitchen there's no shop front well there's there's like one that he did for a youtube channel but his whole business is just run on ghost kitchens so these aren't real restaurants these aren't specially trained chefs these are just people that get sent all the ingredients by the franchise that they're working under and it's literally like a supply line that's all it is these huge containment buildings filled with kitchens just churning out cheap shit and um honestly one of the better youtube videos i've seen in a long time so yeah if you guys haven't heard eddie burback go check out his channel really fucking amazing channel but specifically the deceptive world of ghost kitchens if you're a person who eats a lot of Uber Eats or, um, I, I don't really eat a lot of them, so I don't even know what the other ones are, like what, Uber Eats and uh, fucking yeah. Deliveroo Delivery and stuff. In America, you've got like Postmate. And- yeah, so if you're a person who eats that kind of stuff, you should probably give this video a watch because it might open your eyes a little bit. I'm not saying it's going to change your habits because, hey, we all fucking, the tr- trans fats are so good. <laughs> the fats are so good. 
so good. Like sodium, salt, mm, give it to me. Give it to me. Um, yeah. Every now and then I like a nice big slice of cake. Um, yeah, so that's been my algorithm, which was actually pretty fucking sweet, if I'm being honest with you, Tom. Um, you know, I think my yeah, was Yeah, it was a fucking good one. All right, get over it. No, we the, did it. It was a good one. Mine was a shit one. Salad, Let's move on. The salad was good too. The salad, the salad was okay. Um, but yeah. Revolutionary so, salad. Hey, it was. It felt like, you know, it, it was a conversation we had. Um, yeah. She had that salad every day for 10 years with her two best friends. She does look really good for it. Like the worst well, one, one thing I will say. Do you reckon it was the salad or do you reckon it was the fucking millions in her bank account? Salad, right? I don't know. I'd say salad. I'd say salad. I'm just trying yeah. to make you feel better. I'm well, trying to make conversation about your fucking algorithm, right. dude. I'm trying to help you out. Okay? You know what? Fuck you. I'm going to do the intro by myself. You sit there quiet and you throw a strop about your fucking Aniston salad. Loser. Fucking absolute loser. Well, that's all from us for now, guys. Um, for, by all means, head on over to the www memeing of dot life go subscribe go listen to all the other episodes get involved reach out to us you can even you can even just message us to just say horrible things if you want because it's the internet at the end of the day we're all fucking <laughs> <laughs> ready for it like yeah i really don't think highly of the internet do i considering how much i spend my time on it but i just you yeah, know any press is good press uh, I guess but one thing that's really important is leaving us uh, a review on whatever podcast provider you listen to us on oh, it yeah. really really helps us get the podcast out there so please feel free to do that just say nice things though otherwise like don't fucking bother right oh yeah dude like say nice things in the streets but you can give a difference between the sheets that's okay I don't mind you can say whatever you want so fucking creepy sorry man it's just, I've just spent a lot of time on 4 <laughs> but yeah but that's it so until next time everybody just remember um, life without memeing is a uh, life without meaning.